Hey there, Coach Tim, Spider Cave Studios, Torrance, California, and I'm going to show you how to make money from the coronavirus. How's that? Well, the coronavirus uh, is phrased as a the, a name, and virus. Sounds very monstrous, doesn't it? We've given it a name. And when you give something a name, you give it a life. Uh, there's other techniques, right? There's other techniques. I'll, I'll give you one of my favorites. That's really my favorite example of giving life to something. Um, years ago, one of my football coaching mentors used a word that is not usually used this way in the football community. He says, I program these techniques into my players. Now, mostly we hear the word program to name or as part of a name. The University of Alabama football program is amongst the most successful, right? It's a program. It's a thing. Now, one of the interesting things that we can learn from this is that uh, in semantics, we have something called nominalization. Now, I don't want to put you to sleep, but if you hold on to this and, and, and hear what I'm saying, I think it'll give you an aha that can really skyrocket the way that you you put together your own services and products. So, anomalization is using a verb as a noun. In other words, using a process as a thing or person or place, right? Uh, as they say in NLP, is can you put it in a wheelbarrow? I cannot put a program into a wheelbarrow, can I? So it's a process. And when you make a process a noun, you make it more rigid. When you make a noun a process, you make it less rigid, more flexible, right? So if I want to give something less uh, stickability, <laughs> I make it a process. You can already go back to the uh, the virus, the virus. I can think of a monstrous, beastly uh, thing that's going out to cause havoc. Or you can just say, you know, people get sick, you know, virus causes is, is part of a process that, you know, people's immune systems uh, heal, and uh, it's no big deal, which it's not. So, using this kind of mentality, we can look at today's uh, digital marketing and, and realize that uh, there are things that we would like to use in our businesses that are flexible and not so sticky, and some things that we really want to be a noun. Now, let me let me go back, and, and I'm looking at a couple things. I'm looking at, if you recall, I interviewed Leah Costa uh, a couple, uh, about a month ago, I guess. And I'm holding a VCR tape. Uh, 
with a picture of, now he's a bodybuilder, if you recall, a trainer, and it's a video I bought from him in the 90s called The Anabolic Diet, a question and answer form. And just by holding it, it's real. It's an experience. Now, let me give you another experience. In the seventh grade, the Rolling Stones had a comeback album called Some Girls. And I have the original in my hand right now. And I'm pulling out the liner notes or the, the thingy that goes around the, uh, the album, the vinyl album. And it has a bunch of pictures. And when you put that album liner uh, back in, you'll see these pictures uh, pop out of these kind of mannequin uh, heads that are on the front of the album. So it makes a neat little design. Now, of course, you recall pulling out those albums and putting them on your record player. And depending on how good your record player was, you'd be able to uh, to actually uh, hear some of that that scratchy noise and that was kind of cool unless you're in the really really high high uh level uh uh what do they call it um uh fidelity right i'm also holding now these are my last four albums i think i have um uh i got rid of them all i had a nice collection at one time but we're all moving out of it, right? So I have an original uh, Beach Boys from the mid-60s, I think. Uh, and I have, again, I think it was eighth grade. I rode my bike several miles because the local record store did not have The Wall by Pink Floyd. And you, man, I went and got that thing. I invested my time, my energy, my, uh, my, uh, my, my, my money from uh, from, you know, from working whatever I was working. I think I was a paper boy maybe. And, uh, and you get this, you open it up, it's all cartoony, weird characters. And you pull out the, the liner notes and it has the words and you could actually, you know, hold it in your hand. It was tangible. It was visceral. Right. And you also smelled that smell, that print. It was, it was unique. Now, what do we have today? Well, we've gone from these albums, you know, to eight tracks, to cassettes. I, I saw a, a celebrity roast the other day, and, and the, the singer, Jewel, was one of the, the people there. And, and the host says, hey, Ju you know, they, they roast everybody at first. So, so Jewel, it was Jewel's turn. And, and he goes, you know, my mom asked me to get, get, a, get an autograph on your, uh, your album if you don't mind, and he held up a cassette, just to kind of make fun of her, how old her last work was. And uh, and then, of course, we went to CDs, and we keep switching and switching and switching. But, and each one attempted to have, to duplicate that, that album experience, but it never was the same, right? And, and then now we're at MP3s. We have the, the i, what was it called? The iPod, right? Steve Jobs created the iPod. And, we quickly moved from that to streaming. And now the kids today are experiencing streaming. And I call it the throwaway generation because that experience that I just talked about with the Rolling Stones or Pink Floyd, it, it can't exist anymore. In fact, most of these songs are, are, are experienced individually as opposed to The Wall is, is an entire two-album experience, is it not? Uh, it is an experience. Yeah, some of the songs stand on their own, but many of them were 
uh, part of, of a larger experience. And so today they're streaming and, and the, the provider that's mandated to provide it, the experience is no longer on the, uh, the, the artist. It's, it's on the provider. It's on Pandora. It's on Spotify. It's on Amazon. These are the guys that are creating the experience for the art. And there's a lot of people that have issues with that. I agree. Uh, it's just not quite the same, but it is what it is. And, uh, so there, there's an experience that's not happening there. There's also, uh, we see that with our photographs, right? How many have a hard time getting our digital pictures, trying to figure out what to do with it? Now, I can tell you what I do with it. I take my digital pictures, my keepers, and off my phone, it automatically update, up backs up to my G drive. And, and then I take the ones I want, and I download them, and I back them up to my, to my Dropbox. And then I put them also onto my a thumb drive, which serves in the in the uh, living room uh, and can go into the television uh, to play in the background. So that would be our modern day digital photo album. So pro tip there from Coach Tim. But how does that help your business? So what? First of all, it, selling tangibility is not new. Great copywriters have figured out how to do this, selling information products forever, right? They'll take information and make it into a thing and so that it feels like it's going to make you rich, right? The get rich quick guys expert at that. But there, it's also something that is needed when you are in the service business. There's a book for, that I read in 95, 96, something like that. It, it was called Selling the Invisible. I highly recommend it. It Because it's apl applicable to today's businesses. Because we're all, no matter what we sell, we're selling, whether it's tangible in the real world or intangible, we're doing it through a process called the internet that's that's intangible and that as I just demonstrated we're more and more being trained at to to have a throwaway mentality we're taught to swipe we're taught to um, to move on to the next thing and the next page the next swipe the next uh, picture whatever online uh, the next MP3, the next song on on the on the streaming service. So we're very dismissive of of our information, and we feel compelled to move on. We're I, I keep joking. We're we're getting dumber by the day by by doing this, and so. But as a marketer, let's be smart. Let's make us be more tangible more permanent take our 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 negatives and make that looser take our positives and make that stick i gave you some ideas already but the the challenge of our time is that the information every day 
it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and and I cannot remember the stats but it's it's overwhelming it's ridiculous the the amount of information that's being created day to day and it's and it's a lot of it's crap a lot of it's sugar pops a lot of it is 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 empty calories right but what if you are the full calorie <laughs> you are the full macronutrient of your industry well uh there, there's there's ways to do that. One of the ways is, is the 4D way that I talked about, where you essentially take that idea of the the uh, uh, we the rule of seven, where we have to hear something seven times. That's an old advertising uh, adage, where it takes seven times to, for us to do something. Well, it doesn't mean you send them seven things. That doesn't mean because they may not read it. But on the seventh time, if they have a proclivity to do something, they'll do. They they'll probably do it. I'm not going to say if you know what the magic number is today. You know, but let's just pretend it's seven still. You have to get in front of them seven times and getting that awareness, getting that attention. A I D A attention, interest, desire, action. Advertising that we're all taught a hundred years ago still holds true. We just need to get their attention. And then create the interest or or capture. That's the great thing about, about the internet. We can capture people who already have an interest. So it's almost backwards. They have an interest. Now let's get the you know attention part. Um, so we need to reach out. Part of the way through 4D is you can do it through advertising, you can cross over uh, from from online to offline to online, and you can you can appear ubiquitous. And that's what this is all about. This is what this tangibility thing is all about, is it's you everywhere. Or as I have a cute meme out there, it's called, I put ubiquity now, if you remember Serenity Now by George Costanza's father in Seinfeld, that's where I'm, I'm playing with it from. But you're, you're, it's you everywhere. And so you're at the social, they've captured you, and you take them on a little, a little train ride from your social to your Google My Business to your website, maybe back to social, maybe back to, to Google My Business, which is social, by the way, but I digress. And everywhere they're going is you. You're just adding more to the story each time they travel. There's a little bit more of a morsel for them, and they can move on. So I wanted to share this with you. Um, this is something I've been wanting to talk about on the tangibility thing, but it also is a nice opening uh, to the next level of these modules that I'm talking, I've been talking about, which is social media domination. And it takes us to the next level of uh, as we get into the uh, the SEO and traffic stuff. But uh, uh, probably I would say the biggest way that you can create tangibility is in your persona, your personhood. And we covered all that. You can see it on my uh, Spider Juice Technologies Google My Business page. You can just Google that or follow the links. And um, you can see the whole series. But uh, this is where it starts. Um, you have to be for real. Uh, very few people have the ability to do this. 
um, and or desire. I mean, everybody has the ability, but the desire um, and uh, or the belief and that emptiness in the marketplace is your opportunity because most people don't want to get on camera. Most people don't want to write. Most people do not want to do audio like I'm doing right now. Hey, this is Coach Tim out. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you go back to the other modules and enjoy what's coming next. You're going to be blown away. Coach Tim out.